And I'm Crispin. In this podcast, we will be listening to the Adventures in Odyssey radio show that has been put out by Focus on the Family for the past 30 years. If you grew up evangelical like us, there's a good chance you've heard an episode or two. We'll be on the lookout for themes and messages in the show that coincide with, and sometimes depart from, God's vision for his kingdom in the world. Thanks for listening with us. Alright, so today we are talking about episode 91 called A Mission for Jimmy that first aired in 1989. So I was three years old at this point. Oh my gosh, don't even say that. So, um, starting out, Jimmy is at church and he is bummed because in Sunday school he was voted to help raise money for the missionaries. I got voted to be in charge of the missionary fundraiser for our class. Because there's some sort of missionary conference going on. And he's not interested because he thinks that missionaries are just boring and they just preach and hand out tracts to natives is how he explains it. What do I know about raising money for a bunch of preachers in Africa? But he tries to get interested because his dad says that he has to do it. So he starts to make a poster and it's just this picture of a missionary in a pot because he's getting boiled because he's about to get eaten by cannibals. Cannibals? Right. See, he's a missionary to them and they decided they were going to... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> don't, don't finish. I, I don't want to know. Jimmy, I think you should find out more about missionaries before you try to get people to help them. And at this point, his dad gives him some missionary biographies. He says, well, I'll read these because uh, they'll put me to sleep. And so he falls asleep. And then he wakes up and is with this missionary, Dan Isidro, in Nicaragua. It's me, Dan. Hmm. Dan. Dan Isidro, wake up, hurry. Huh? What is this? Where am I? You're in your hammock and I need you to be outside. Come quickly. And Dan Isidro is a um, very intense man. How would you describe him? Oh, no. Keep, I mean, you finish, you know, talking about it, and then we'll talk about right. Dan. So, yeah, he's really intense. And basically, in this dream, he and Dan are trying to get this young boy medical care. Jimmy, listen to me. This is very important. Luis ran all the way from El Toro with a message. A child is very sick, and we have to go get him. And he is Mosquito, uh, which is a people group in Nicaragua. Nico, what? Um, and so the boy, because he's Mosquito, is discriminated against. And so he's not able to get health care. So they're rushing around trying to get the boy health care because he's really sick. Pedro. His name is Pedro, right? No, Pablo. Pablo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so the dream finally ends. They're just rushing around trying to get places uh, to get this kid taken care of. And the car breaks down. Dan Isidro says, you know, I don't have enough money. Like, I've poured all my money into this car, and I still don't have enough. The carburetor has been rebuilt so many times. It's a carburetor. It's been rebuilt so many times. I knew this would happen sooner or later. I need more money to be able to care for this kid. And then Jimmy wakes up. And then, of course, he's very motivated to help with the fundraising. So he has a Christmas party, like in the middle of summer, in order to help the missionaries. Okay, you want me to sum it up? In one sentence? Yes. Okay. Okay, I would say teaching kids to care about missions by introducing them to the concept of childhood mortality. Right. I mean, it was really intense. And at one point, Jimmy's like, is he going to? And then Dan and is like, yes, he's going to die if we don't get him health care. Dan? Yeah? Is he going to, you know, I mean, kids don't really uh... die? 
Is that what you want to know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Jimmy, they die. Yeah, it was really intense. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Okay, so obviously, maybe not obviously to everybody, but I grew up a huge missions nerd. I wanted to be a missionary my whole life, so I was very excited to listen to this episode. It was a little boring, though, like I find many <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey episodes. Um, but let's talk about that beginning a little bit, Crispin, where Jimmy, you know, thinks all missionaries are really boring and he doesn't want to raise money for them. And yet somehow he got elected and his dad makes him. So he makes this poster with the missionary and cannibals. Like when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh. I so get that because I was raised on reading a lot of missionary biographies. And one of the most famous ones is one called Peace Child by Don Richardson. And I believe it was published in like the 1970s. And the copy we had was definitely from the 1970s. And I think I was like nine years old when I first read it. But the first chapter is this very like graphic description of cannibalism happening in some South American country. I actually don't can't remember right now where it is. But these like really rural um, tribes practicing cannibalism and then Don Richardson and his wife and their infant uh, moved there and translated the scriptures into their language and the whole place got converted whatever so when I heard Jimmy talking about cannibals I was like oh my gosh when I was Jimmy's age I was like super obsessed with missionary stories that centered around cannibals which I'm not sure everybody else would have that same connection but I was I was with him there yeah I was thinking about when I was a kid I remember being terrified that God was going to call me to be a missionary in Africa, which I did not want to do because I did not want to get eaten by lions or by cannibals, which were very real fears to me. So, so I just, you heard about cannibals too? Yeah, right. And I had that wow. fear. Like, I just know God is going to call me to Africa and I'm going to die there. Wow, that's so crazy. I wonder how many other Christian kids like thought of cannibalism as a real and present threat in their lives. Because God could call them to be missionary. You know, it's funny. When I was six years old, I, like, came out of my room. And my parents were in the living room. And I think there's like, other people over. And I told them very, like, stone-faced. I said, I've decided that when I grow up, I'm going to be a part-time missionary slash uh, sarcastic comedian to Madagascar. And I told them, like, that's what I wanted to be at age six, which is really funny. And then you were really disappointed later. Oh, yeah. And then I, like... I think when I was, like, 11, I was homeschooled. I did a report on Madagascar, and I discovered it was, like, basically full of a lot of rich white people who made all these country clubs there and then, like, some poor local people. But it was totally overpopulated by Westerners. I decided, nope, not going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go somewhere else where there's, you know, more, I don't know, less unreached or something. Yeah, what really stood out to me is throughout the episode, there's this contrast of, like Jimmy said, like preaching sermons or like handing out tracts versus helping in very practical ways in people's lives. And actually, Jimmy's dad says, yeah, they don't they don't just preach sermons. They start schools. They help build communities. They start schools and healthy communities. and And that really stood out to me because... That really resonates with what I understand about Jesus' mission. So in Luke 4, when he starts his ministry, he says, I've come to heal the sick, to proclaim good news to the poor, to release those in bondage. And yet, this was kind of surprising to me because evangelicalism has focused so much on, I just need to teach these theological truths to people. But I thought you were a missionary. I thought all you did was hand out pamphlets to natives and stuff like that. I wish it were that easy. So I thought that was like kind of surprising. And in fact... The whole episode, there's nothing said about evangelism, about, you know, preaching, about the Bible. Really, it's just focused on getting, uh, helping this sick kid. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So once, you know, we're in Jimmy's dream world, 
and he is working with this guy, Dan. It's very, like, kind of intense and fast-paced, and they're rushing around with this, like, dying child in their car, and there's a woman speaking Spanish. What does she say to them? She just kind of explains the situation to them. Right. Esther. Hola, Daniel. Gracias por venir tan pronto. Ven, él está por aquí. Gracias. And, like, there's a lot of, like, political stuff brought up, like, the, the fact that these people are being, there's a whole population being discriminated against, and the missionaries are actively working to fight that. But, um, you know, one thing that's really interesting is, like, the missionary guy, Dan, he's, like, kind of grumpy and also, like, seems sort of cynical and, like, okay, we're going to try and go to this hospital, but they probably won't see him. And, and then his car breaks down, and he's basically just like, yeah, like, we're screwed. Like, this kid's going to die. And that's... Like, where the dream ends. <laughs> and a part of me was like, wow, that is, like, surprisingly realistic. You know, we were in a mission order uh, that worked and lived among the poor all over the world. And we were in inner city in the Midwest. And all the people in that mission organization, they're, they're such cool people. And they mm -hmm. really are trying to live out the heart of Jesus. But they're also kind of... There's a lot of people who are maybe a little burnt out, <laughs> like people who, you know, they're just, they go from chaotic situation to trauma to chaotic situation. Right. And um, yeah, like that's, they act accordingly to that. And so I just thought it was quite a realistic description of somebody who's living in the trenches with people who are um, dying and experiencing poverty and all the trauma that goes along with that. Yeah, I mean, he's very distressed by this situation. Yes. It's very apparent. And uh, I really appreciate that piece because there's just this sense that he has connected with this marginalized people. Um, and I think that's exactly how Jesus, what his posture is. And so in that way, he really is following Jesus into that community. And that's something that I appreciate about missionaries in general. They have gotten out of the cultural captivity of the church in America and a lot of times um, have this more holistic view of what the kingdom is. And we definitely saw that in this episode where, yes, of course, uh, evangelism is important, but also kids that are dying uh, from preventable diseases, that's also a piece of the kingdom. Yeah, it's interesting. I just think about my daughter who's six listening to this episode and you know, I don't know if she knows yet that kids her age who get sick in other countries um, can die. You know, I don't know if that's something that she's aware of. And I'm not sure I knew that quite when I was six. But at some point you do, we all have to become aware of these great inequalities in the world. And um, I think as Christians, we're uniquely forced to reckon with that if we believe in a good and loving God. And if we believe that Jesus said, you know, you're my hands and feet on earth now, like we have, I believe, a huge responsibility in relieving the world of these inequalities that are so built into it. When I was a kid, I was really moved by stories like this. And even as an adult, I still, I work with refugees and I find out all the time about things like most of the women I work with that I teach in my English classes, they've all had at least one child die, usually to preventable diseases um, in other countries. And I can't forget that. And I, I appreciate this episode for bringing that up. Even though I'm like, isn't this supposed to be a kid's show? We have to do something. Pablo will die. You said so yourself. He's going to die if we don't get him help. We have to do something. <laughs> Super intense. Right. Okay, Odyssey. Here we go. Yeah. One thing that I thought was ironic as I was listening to it is, so this is uh, the whole point of the dream is they're trying to get health care um, to this kid from Central America. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually, we're recording January 20th. Uh, Trump was inaugurated earlier today, and the platform that he ran on and that a lot of conservative, politically conservative evangelical Christians voted 
uh, him in for was one, was deporting people from Central America and repealing the Affordable Care Act, uh, which would ensure that the marginalized in our society get health care. So I just found that very depressingly ironic. Yeah, I wonder if Odyssey could have done an episode where they follow like an activist in America trying to get health care for somebody, maybe somebody who's undocumented. Like, no, they would never do that. But if it's in Central America then or South America, then it's okay to talk about social justice issues without it being a social justice gospel, which, you know, is something that we were raised to be very afraid of. But who knows? Maybe this can plant the seeds of that extending to giving dignity to everybody in America. At the same time, the episode does kind of end with basically the missionary being like, if I only had more money to fix my car, I could save this kid. And so then Jimmy goes back and he has this fire lit under his butt and he like raises all this money by doing some party. I think he's raised more gifts this year than anyone before. Ah, here he comes now with his Christmas bag. All right, you guys. Everybody's put something in the bag except you. This is for the missionaries, you know. And... That's, like, not a great ending, I don't think. Right. Just give money to the white missionaries doing the work, and then everybody will be saved. Like, no, systems have to be overturned. Plus, there's probably people on the ground. Like, there was a woman speaking in Spanish talking about God. Like, we could send the money to her. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Dan is just supposed to be the intermediary, but probably not. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's definitely this idea of American exceptionalism going on here, right? right? So we can focus on other countries having problems. So there's injustice elsewhere. And in a minute, I'll talk about the war that's going on there. Um, and it's okay to fight against the injustice there. Uh, but we have this blind spot when it comes to America to think we don't fight against injustice here because this is a Christian nation. So there isn't injustice. It's a, you know, God-ordained government uh, or, you know, God-ordained judicial system, etc. So that really stood out to me that um, these things that were okay for this missionary to devote his life to, I've heard time and time again evangelicals say in America, like, you're misguided by focusing on that, or you just have to wait for the kingdom to come, or or whatever it is. Or just, there's this idea that in America, people just get what they deserve. Right. Yeah, I think um, my personal take on it, I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little depressed today, not going to lie, is just the next four years is going to be very interesting. Asking Christians to live up to their ideals as far as what did God say? Like, what did Jesus say is the most important commandment? To love God and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And that second one, I do not see that happening on a political level. And we're going to work hard, aren't we, Crispin? Right. We are. Okay, this is like going to make it, we're going to take it down from a serious note to an unserious note. I was also, when I was listening to this episode, I was thinking, oh my gosh, if I had listened to this when I was like 11 or 12 years old, I would have had such a crush on this Dan, how do you say his last name? Isidro. Dan Isidro, this missionary guy. First of all, he has a pretty good radio voice. Secondly, he was like a single male missionary with no perceivable like social hangups, right? Like he wasn't super socially awkward. And so when I was like 11 or 12, I would have had such a crush on him because I knew I was going to be a missionary my whole life, right? And that is like, a, that's a unicorn. There is no such thing <laughs> as a single male, not completely weird Christian male mi- missionary. Like, that's just not how it works. Um, <laughs> and I think, like, even recently, John Piper wrote something about, like, why there's no men in missions. And um, it's true. There's, like, I think at least two-thirds of mm-hmm. missionaries are women. A lot of them are um, single. And there's a direct reason for that. And what are those reasons, Crispin? Wait. Do you want to take a guess? <laughs> you don't know? Okay, fine. I will what tell you. What was the question? <laughs> I'm asking you, 
why are there more women missionaries than men? Um, because, okay, I was just thinking about this. I was just thinking about what I was going to say next. Was that oh my gosh. missions really does create this opportunity for people to serve outside of the cultural constraints of American Christianity. And so for women in particular that are not allowed to be in ministry yes. or leadership in the States are allowed to go overseas and mm-hmm. be in ministry, which, by the way, is either inconsistent or racist. Because there's this idea that they're not, it's not okay for them to teach or to minister to white men in America, mm-hmm. but they can go to another country where there are people of color or another nationality, and it's okay for them to do that. That's right. You know, I didn't know any of that stuff when I was uh, Jimmy's age. I just would have wanted to marry Dan and go <laughs> to Nicaragua with him and save all the children. And that's interesting, thinking, like, do I want my daughter growing up with that desire to save all the kids? No, I don't. I do want her to be aware of the inequalities in the world, and I want her to feel close to them. And so if this episode of Adventures in Odyssey helps in that regard, then I think it's beneficial. If it sort of perpetuates American exceptionalism, that's not great. Speaking of American exceptionalism, one of the things that really stood out to me was at this one point he says the rebels and soldiers want war and revolution, but we teach them love and changed hearts through Jesus, which was surprising to me because Adventures in Odyssey throughout the various episodes celebrates war in America. So they celebrate both world wars, the Civil War, the War of 1812, the Vietnam War. What do you mean they celebrate? Well, they have, I read through today, a list of the the historical Adventures in Odyssey episodes. And so they really just make heroes out of the people that fought in those wars um, and make it a very moralistic and Christian thing. In fact, there's there's an episode, I believe, called For God and Country. Um, well. So that was odd to me because I really appreciated that Dan says that. So the, the missionary says the the kingdom of God is about love and changed hearts, and it's an alternative to war and revolution. So that's maybe why I'm picking these ones out with, with the pacifist themes that are maybe not really that congruent with the rest of the culture of evangelicalism. But that really stood out to me. Right. And like everything, this one was a mixed bag. And I think that's part of the interesting thing listening to these episodes, talking about them, is we definitely see things that we like and things that I think can be troubling, and we need to talk about it. Especially, again, as we see where our obsession with cultural power leads us to electing somebody that is not going to be a good president (laughs) running our country. There, the cat's out of the bag. All right. D.L. Mayfield does not like uh, President Trump as president. Right. Should we cut that? No, that's fine. (laughs) I think that's about it. We've covered it all. Uh, As you may have picked up, those, especially the early episodes, aren't really heavy on plot. Big on theme, which is kind of interesting, but uh, we're going to continue to listen and talk about these things that we see coming up in the episodes. Okay. This has been an episode of the Prophetic Imagination Station. Check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes and stay tuned for weekly discussions.